God is our source and our supply. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. How is everyone tonight? Well, as you can see, here we are. Amen. Lord will help us. He will help us. Uh, um, There's lots of people in Florida right now, and two of them, I'm guessing you know who. And uh, so good things are happening there. You know, we had uh, three services a Sunday before week of increase, a whole bunch of services the week of increase, and three right after week of increase, and then uh, two meetings this past week, which uh, I heard went really well for Brother Moore in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Word's getting out, isn't it? Uh, I don't believe Brother Moore plans on slowing down. Uh, or the Lord hasn't released him to slow down, let's put it that way. So the Word's going to keep going out, and we're going to keep helping, aren't we? Amen? Good things are happening through this ministry in all, all areas, and, uh, and we're getting ready to have another church going. Um, glory to God. Amen? So uh, hook your faith with me. Pray with me real quick. Let's pray over Lord, we do thank you that every time we come together that you are here in our midst, Lord. And we believe together today to hear from you, to know what you want to say, to know what you want to give us tonight, not what any man would say, but the very words of God, Lord. We pray that you would speak through us, do what you would want to do in this service, Lord. We yield ourselves to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, how many people have been reading their chapters in here? I guess I don't want to say how many people hadn't, do I? You know, one time, it's been a few years ago, but he, he asked if everybody had been reading their chapters, and I had actually missed. And so I couldn't raise my hand. I felt horrible, you know. You shouldn't feel horrible, by the way. If you didn't read your chapter, guess what? You didn't read your chapter. But you should read your chapter. Amen? Get over it and start reading. That's what I did. I got over it and started reading. But the past few weeks we've been reading in Acts, and we finished up with Acts, jumped over into Romans. But I was looking at something in Acts, and we can start in verse uh, in chapter 28. And, you know, God does things a little different with me. He'll just have a phrase catch my eye and, and then just let it sit there and won't say anything. And then all of a sudden, Brother Moore says, hey, why don't you go in and teach? And that, then I know why, that the phrase catches my eye. And uh, in, in uh, Acts 28, verse 15... This, this verse reminded me so much of our church and how God has led us in so many things that we do. But in Acts 28, verse 15 in the NIV, it says, The brothers there had heard that we were coming, and they traveled as far as the forum of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. At the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. And that, that last sentence caught my eye. At the sight of, didn't say they did anything. Didn't say they, they came and brought him a big sandwich or a piece of cake. They didn't say they lay hands on him and prayed for him. But at the sight, at the very sight of these men, he was immediately encouraged. Now, remember, if you read with us, Paul had been beaten, put in jail, shipwrecked, snake bit. He was still incarcerated, waiting on a court date to, so this, for them to decide whether he died or not. And these men show up. They traveled to see him. 
And it changed his whole countenance. Glory to God. That reminds me, reminded me so much of how Paul or how God set this church up through the teams, through the ministries, through the things that it does. I remember when I first started and they said, they said, Dave, would you go to the hospital? And, and man, Dave doesn't like hospitals, okay? And I, I can tell you, Dave is not into hospitals. But you know what? Have you ever sat in a hospital by yourself? person you love's in another room, you're waiting on an answer, and you're the only one there, and all of a sudden, somebody from your church, your brother, your sister, somebody's traveled a little way, somebody took some time, somebody cared about you, and they walked through those doors, amen, and, and all of a sudden, immediately, you were encouraged, glory to God, and we want to talk about being encouraged and being encouragers tonight, amen. You know, that, that's, that's another way that we show the love of God, that we allow God to love people through us. And, and that's what we are about. That's who we are. Every day when we walk out our doors, we, are, we, are, we have a plan from God to love people. People say, well, what if you're supposed to go to work? Go to work and love people. Amen. But what if you're supposed to go here and there? It doesn't matter where you're going. People are going to be there. Amen. And you have a designed plan by God to love them. Amen? And it may, you, most of the time you may never say anything to them. But you, we are designed by God. There is a plan for our life to allow God's love through us to encourage people, to build people up. And, and it starts in our own family, in our own church. Amen? It's why he set this church up the way he set it up. He set it up with teams. He set it up with home fellowships. He set it up with uh, people who just love each other. Amen? And, and, and as he's done it, we've been able to encourage one another to go higher, to go further, and to be an encouragement to others, not just in this church, but in many churches. Amen? Amen. And we want to continue to be encouragers, right? Yeah. Encouragement, you know, people, they say, well, what's this about encouragement, Dave? That sounds like a pretty boring lesson for the night. Well, I'll say something that won't be boring, maybe. <laughs> but God will speak through us, Amen. and he'll show us that we can be a greater encouragement, that we can build people up to go to another level that they might not have gotten to. Paul had been through a whole bunch, and everybody say, well, yeah, that's Paul. He wrote most of the New Testament. Guess what? He needed some people to come and encourage him. And God sent him because he knew that Paul was a little tired right then and it was time for somebody to come and encourage him, to build him up, to pump him up. Amen? That's the name of our, our title tonight. We want to pump you up. Huh? We want to pump you up. Hear me now and listen to me later. Yeah, I know what TV show you guys used to watch too. It's important to keep the, the body of Christ, the saints, encouraged. Encouraged saints do the things that God has called them to do. Amen? Discouraged saints do not. They sit and they worry about their problems. They worry about what's going on in their life. And that's not what you want. Encouraged saints quit thinking about what's going on with them. They quit thinking about everything that's wrong at home and every, how their job's not the one they want. The encouraged saints go out and they are the gospel to the world. 
Amen? And that's who we want, right? That's who we want to be, and that's who we want to be to others. Glory to God. And it's not just something that we do. It is a ministry. Right? It's a ministry. It's in the Bible. Encouragement is a ministry. Let's look. Yeah, it's in there. Amen? Look at Philemon. Philemon 7. Well, I'm glad I don't have to find it and y'all do. So I got it right here. Philemon 7. It says, Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the saints. Paul was speaking specifically to a situation where he was, he was saying, you encourage me because all you do is refresh people. All you do is, is, is get them to a place where they can go out again. Amen? That was their ministry. Glory to God. What, what, if, that, what if God came to you? You know, people don't value this enough. i tell you, what did we do last week? Week, at, week before last. We had, we had a whole bunch of pastors come in, and we spent a week refreshing them, encouraging them, filling them with the Word so that they can go back encouraged to their congregations. And you know what's going to happen when they go back and encourage their congregation? They're going to encourage them. Why? Because they're pumped up. They are now excited about some things that they were getting tired. You know what? Pastoring, ministering can make you tired. You know, I know, I I remember one time I was looking through some of the, uh, and and you all have probably done it too, through some of the... uh, uh, ministers uh, old, of old and some of the great ministers of old and I kept looking at them and I would see that they died young so many of them died young and, and, and I know I've heard Brother Moore talk about it too but, but I specifically asked God I said what could have helped and he said people praying for them Amen. and I said what do you mean he said people look at them here and they, don't, they assume they don't need prayer they assume they don't need anything because they're here and they're up on the stage and, and they're preaching and they've got this great word coming out of them and people forget about them and they don't pray for them. Amen? Amen. That's why we do spend time praying for our pastors. We spend time praying for ministers. We spend time every Wednesday night for the last few um, as, it's, as we've been led. We've prayed for different ministries because... It's not, you know, it's going to take way more than Faith Life Church to get this gospel to the world. Amen? Every minister is important. Every part of ministry is important. Guess how important the ministry of encouragement is? Very important. And we have that ministry here. We are given to hospitality. What is hospitality? Hospitality is no more than building people up, giving to them, relaxing them, refreshing them, and helping them to get to a higher level than they were before they got here or to bring them back up to the level that God designed them to be in. Amen? It refreshes the saints. Right? So many times in the Gospels, Paul said, I've seen your love. I've seen your love and how much you care for the saints. And because of this, I, I, I pray for you. 
I thank God for you. Why was he thanking God? Because he knew that people who loved the saints would pray for him, would refresh him, would encourage him. And that's why he was saying, I pray for you that you'll know more about God, that you'll know more about the love of God. Why? Because the more you know about the love of God, the more encouraging you'll be. Amen? Because the more you know about the love of God, the more you'll love like God. Amen? And when we begin to love like God, we can be a big encouragement. Amen? Big, big encouragement. You guys with me tonight? It's good. It's good. I got any encouragers in here? Has anybody in here ever needed to be encouraged? Did they have a brother or a sister that came along? Or were you sitting there by yourself? Did you have a friend? Did you have somebody there to help? Well, we'll be that somebody. Amen? We'll be that somebody. We won't miss it. We'll stay on top of this thing. And, you know, because it's not convenient. (laughs) Is it? When somebody calls you at 2 in the morning and is hurting and you're in bed and you stayed up till 1 in the morning watching the football game so you've only been asleep an hour and you got to get up and go. And guess what? It's not easy on your flesh. But it's time to put your flesh under because you've got a ministry of encouragement. You're not going there for any other reason than to be there. Amen? That's what these men did in Acts 28. They were going there to be there. That was it. And by being there, they made Paul thankful, (laughs) glory to God, and encouraged. Now, how would you like to think that those men said, that's Paul, he's probably got it handled, let's just stay home. We would never know what that caused not to happen. Right? Because Paul didn't get encouraged. Paul didn't get built up. We don't know that, what that might have caused not to happen had they decided, you know what, we're a little tired. That's a long trip. You know, that's, that's from old Appiusville and, and where, wherever the three taverns were or whatever. And that's a long drive, you know. That's, that's nigh on three hours. I don't think we can make it to Paul's meeting this week. But instead they said, you know what? God's telling us we need to be there. And guess what? Just because God's telling you you need to be somewhere ain't because it's for you. Huh? Everybody's on their way somewhere thinking, wonder what God's got more for me when I get there. Wonder what God's got for me when I get there. Wonder what God's got for me when I get there. He don't got nothing for you when you got there. He's, he's got something in you when you get there. Amen? Don't always assume you're there to get something. You might be there to give something. Amen? We're full of the Holy Ghost. We're full of the Word of God. We're full of encouragement and love. When we go someplace, things ought to be starting to happen. Amen? If, if it ain't good where we go, it ought to start getting gooder. Amen? Good things ought to follow us around and go before us. And, and when we show up, wouldn't it be nice if somebody said, you know what, brother? I was just about to quit and you showed up. Glory to God. You just accomplished God's will for your life for the day. Amen? And you didn't have to say nothing, read five scriptures, or even preach a sermon. All you had to do was go there, sit with them, give them a hug, tell them you love them, 
And they said, I don't know how this is going to work out. And they said, God will make a way where there is no way. Yeah, I know, brother, but you don't know what the doctor said. You know what? We got the report of the Lord, brother. You know what? We've got that word. We've got that encouragement. We don't ever let them go down. We're never going to quit on them because we're the next. You know, we're we're just God just said, oh, they're about to lose it. Let's slide you underneath them. And he slides you right underneath them and they go on and they make it. Amen. And their faith holds strong. And something that wouldn't have happened is now going to happen because they didn't give up. And because your faith undergirded their faith, then they were able to stand and they received what God had for them to receive when the world didn't want them to have it at all. Amen. Because of an encourager. Amen. It has great value. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 16. NIV again. 15, did I say 15 or 16? 1 Corinthians 16, verse 15. It says, You know that the household of Stephanus were the first converts in Achaia, I guess, and they have devoted themselves to the service of the saints. That's a pretty good thing. They, they didn't, no, wait a second. They didn't just say, hey, we're going to help you out. They devoted themselves. Devoted's not just a word. Devoted means we commit to do this thing for you out of love. That's right. Amen? Right? Hallelujah. You know, the world's taken some of these words and they've taken them and they've put them way down here like they don't mean anything. Devoted is what you are to your wife. Devoted is what you are to, a, to your brother and your sister, to your family, to your friend. That's devoted. Amen? You know, people have taken friendship and they've, that friendship is now somebody who has common goals and likes the things I like. No, friendship is somebody's there when ain't nobody else there. That's right. When nobody else likes you, when nobody else wants to be around, when your problems are too big, friends are there. Amen? Friend, the other thing, those people ain't going to show up because the football game ain't on today. Right. And your big screen went out anyway, right. so we ain't coming to your house because it ain't good enough. Now, tomorrow, if you fix it, we'll be your friend again. That's not what friendship is. Amen? These people devoted themselves to the service of the saints. What does serving a saint do? It encourages them. It builds them up. It brings them to a higher place. It takes them from when they're tired to untired. Is that a word? It is today, untired. So there's your new word for the first first part of the service. Amen? I don't like being tired. I'll be untired. I urge you, brothers, to submit to such as these and to everyone who joins in the work and the lab- and labors at it. I was glad when Stephanus, for, for, Fortunatus, and Achaicus arrived because they have supplied what was lacking from you, for they have re- refreshed my spirit and yours also, Such men deserve recognition. What's he talking about? He's talking about people who encouraged and built up. That's what he's talking about. And he said, it was lacking. We needed it. He didn't didn't say, we could have done without it. He said, it was lacking and we needed it and you weren't giving it. They came, and now we have it. Such men deserve recognition. Look at it in that 1 Corinthians 16, 18 in the easy-to-read version. It says, They have been a great encouragement to me 
and to you as well, you should recognize the value of such people. You know, we so many times, if we don't see somebody standing up here or praying down there or singing up there or sitting in an office over here, then we devalue them. But what if they're out encouraging somebody? What if, what if all they did that day was, was they woke up and one brother was on their heart and they dialed his phone number and they, they gave him one day more? They encouraged him where he didn't quit. And then the next day, they encouraged him again. And he didn't quit. And he didn't quit. And he didn't quit. And he didn't quit. And his ministry excelled. And it went to heights that the Lord intended it to go to in the first place. But it's because God sent this person who was of great value. Why was he of great value? Because this ministry might never have gotten to here if that person would not have taken their place. Oh, but that's, you know, that's just, all I did was make one phone call. (laughs) Glory to God. Billy Graham only went to one meeting and got saved. How many people got saved after that? Right? That may not even have been a very big meeting. Oh, there was only 50 people on there. Only, Only 10 or 12 got saved. He was one of them. Guess what? Because He was one of them, millions of people are one of them now. Amen? What, what if somewhere along the way somebody wouldn't have encouraged, somebody wouldn't have done... The, there are parts of the body and encouraging is one of the ministries. It's a grace that God gives us that when we wake up in the morning, if one of your brothers or your sisters or your ministers are on, the, on your heart, pray for them, call them. Amen? I, and I'm sure you all do that, right? I mean, every now and then I'll wake up and, and, I, and I will have heard somebody's name three times during the day and I'll say, you know, you don't have to hit me in the back of the head, Lord. I'm calling them. And I just call them and say, hey, how you doing? I don't ask if they're having problems. You don't need to ask that. First of all, if they are, they'll probably tell you. But second of all, maybe all they needed was to hear you say you love them. Amen? Amen. That's probably exactly what they needed. Right? How, how encouraging is that? God put me on your heart so that you would call me and tell me you love me. That's called a tangible I love you from heaven. Amen. Amen. That is the Father God on the throne counting the hairs on your head. Glory to God. That's Him just saying, Dave, guess what? I love you. I just wanted to let you know that today. How, How encouraging is that? when God takes the time to tell you He loves you in the middle of the day. That'll take you from here to here in about a half of a second. Amen? Amen? That's what we need to do. We need to be sensitive to that because that's encouraging. You don't have to spend days with somebody. It's not a deliverance ministry. People call me and say, do you guys have a deliverance ministry? You know, Because I'm going to need three, four days with you. And I'm like, yeah, we got one. Stop it. And get in the Word. Huh? The same way I got delivered. Right? 
<laughs> Would you quit doing that? Okay. Here's you some word. It'll help you. That's a deliverance ministry. Amen? How'd that person get delivered from depression there? The tape, Listening to the tape they wanted to run over. Right? They didn't have somebody spend 15 hours sitting in front of them chanting or whatever. I don't know what you do. I don't know. I don't know. I've not ever gotten into that. I'm, you know, I'm sure there is a deliverance ministry. Don't know, don't know that. But I know encouragement will deliver you. Amen? Love never fails. Encouragement, when you get out of that bed and you show up and you're tired, you did it out of love. You didn't do it out of have to. Why? Because you didn't have to. You did it out of love. And when you do something like that out of the love of God, it has an unfailing eternal quality and a value that you cannot measure with the measures of this world. It will, it will abound in their hearts. It will cause things to happen that would not have happened in their lives. And it will accomplish things of value that people say, that has no value. We're really glad you went and sat with them and held their hand all night. You didn't sit with them and held, hold their hand. You sat with them and held their faith. You brought your faith. You brought your love. You brought who you were in Christ. And you joined with your brother. And you said, I'm here for you. Tell me where you're at. Amen? And you stayed. And you stood. And they made it. Glory to God. We serve a good God. Right? You should recognize the value of such people. Recognize those in your life. God has people in every person's life that are encouragement to them. When they're down, they'll call, you've got somebody. I don't know who they are. Recognize them. Amen? And then recognize who you're to be an encouragement to. Glory to God. You want to see some more encouragers? Look at Acts 4. Acts 4.36, NIV again. It says, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. What job do you suppose they gave him? <laughs> huh? This is Barnabas. We're sending him. Well, what are you sending him to do? It's Barnabas. <laughs> what does his name mean? We're sending Barnabas. They didn't have to wonder what was going to happen when Barnabas came. Why? Because Barnabas, he was the son of encouragement. Amen? When, 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 when Barnabas showed up, comfort showed up. When Barnabas showed up, the peace of God showed up. When Barnabas showed up, the love of God entered the room. Amen? Look at Acts 9. Let's see what, how Barnabas did some stuff. Acts 9. Acts 9, verse 25-ish. 9.25. Let's go look at 25. Yeah, this is... Uh, look at 24. How about that? Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. They were trying to kill... 
but his followers took him. He had followers at this time, lowered him in the basket through an opening in the wall, verse 26. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples in Jerusalem, but they were all afraid of him. Why? Because he'd been killing them and putting them in jail for years. I, I, can see, I can see him being a little nervous, but not believing that he really was a disciple. Verse 27, but Barnabas, who? Son of encouragement, brought him to who? He went straight to the top. He, he bypassed all the disciples, and he brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord. He, it doesn't say Saul told him. Barnabas told him what? Barnabas now is standing up for Saul. Barnabas has now become the son of encouragement for the man that's getting ready to write the New Testament. Amen? Well, what if Barnabas would have said, you want me to what? Hey, if I am not getting a pulpit ministry and you're not going to recognize my gifts, I'm not doing this. Okay, guys? Son of encouragement, no. Just call me Joseph the Levite. That's what I'm going to be. I don't want to be son of encouragement. I want to be man on the pulpit. I want to be on the praise team. If I can't do those things, I ain't coming. No. The son of encouragement, he went and grabbed Paul from, from all those disciples. He said, get away from them. Come with me. I believe in you, brother. I believe in you, friend. Come with me. You're my friend, and, and, and we're going to get through this. Come with me. And he took him to the apostles, and he talked to the apostles. Amen? And told them about his, that he witnessed, that Barnabas witnessed for Paul. Amen? Told him how he told him told him he'd seen the Lord, had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he'd preached fearlessly. Told him what he was preaching. Amen. What's verse twenty-eight say? And Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. Why? Because the son of encouragement got underneath him and said, "Let's go." Your ministry is too important. You're going to make this. We're going to make this work. We're going to do more than what they want. We're not going to listen to the disciples over here in Jerusalem. We know they're afraid. I understand they're afraid. Not against them, but I know you got a word from the Lord. Amen? And the son of encouragement ushered him before the apostles and took him to places. Well, we know what Paul did. This is where it started. Right? And then Barnabas traveled with him. Amen? Guess you'd like the son of encouragement with you. Glory to God. They had a little spat later, but they got over it. Amen? Over John Mark. They got over that. Got through it. Amen? We need people in our lives, and we need to be people in others' lives that encourage and build up and edify. We need to be the friend that God said we would be. He didn't say it was going to be easy to be a friend. He said it's going to, you need to be a friend. Amen? Right? Friends believe in you when no one else does. What day, why, we, we studied this what, about three, four weeks ago when I talked. Abraham was the friend of God. Why? Because he believed God when nobody else was. He stuck with what God said when nobody else did. That's what friends do. Amen. Right? They, they don't just want to know you, what, you know, what, what, what you're doing, what you like. Oh, I like race cars. You like golf. You know, I don't know if we can be friends. You can be friends. Right? What? You love God? I love God? There you go. 
There's the connection. That's the one I was looking for. You're my brother. That's the right connection. I don't need to know what else someone likes. Amen? I'm not looking to move them into my house. I'm looking to be encouragement to them. Amen? Right? That's what you're looking to do. It doesn't say that Barnabas saw Saul and immediately they had a connection because they liked everything that each other liked and they they did everything that each other did. No! He heard him preach and he said, that's good word. And when they wouldn't let him preach in Jerusalem, he said, wait a second, they're missing out. Let's get him somewhere else. Amen? Amen? That's what friends do. That's a true friend. Right? Would Paul have preached in Jerusalem? I don't know. We don't know if it had been in the Bible. Right? But the son of encouragement showed up. Glory to God. Let's look over at another guy here. Ephesians 6. Not only did Paul know that he needed people around him to encourage him, right? And that God had put people in his life to encourage him. He had people that he sent out to encourage others. Amen? Here's one of them, Ephesians 6, verse 21. Let's go with Ty. All right, this is Ty, our brother Ty. We like Ty. Ty's a good guy. Amen? Amen. We can call him Tychicus, but his mom was mean. We don't know why she named him that. I can just see all the kids at the playground making fun of him. Ty, right? Ty, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord. What what was he? A dear brother and a faithful servant in the Lord. Why is Paul sending him? Because he's a dear brother and he's a faithful servant in the Lord. We'll tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Verse 22. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. That was his job. What if Ty would have said, I'm going to do what, Paul? You want me to go down there, tell him you're doing all right, and encourage him. I don't get to preach. What? I don't get to sing. Hmm? Can I at least tell people what to do? You know, if I'm not going to preach or sing, I at least want to be able to tell people what to do. Can I at least act like the boss? No, why? Because this was Ty's ministry. This was Ty's ministry. This is what Ty did. Right? He knew what he, he's sitting here. He's on the bench. Amen? He's on the bench. Right? You guys played sports, right? He's on the bench. He's sitting there. He wants in the game. He wants in the game. The game's going pretty good, but but they need some encouragement. Where do they need it? Ephesus. They need some encouragement in Ephesus. Coach Paul looks over and he says, Ty, we need you. Ty says, yes, sir. Ty's in the game. Ty now goes and he's in the game and he does what Ty does. He's the encouragement guy. He plays encouragement bass. He hits in the encouragement slot and he does the encouragement things. That's what Ty does. 
Amen? And he's not sitting there saying, well, I hope I can do this other job. I want to be the preacher someday. I want to, he's saying, I want to encourage people. I want the Word of God and the Kingdom of God to spread as fast and as far as it can. I'm pro-God. I'm pro-Kingdom of God. And if this is my part, not only am I going to do it, I'm going to do it with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. And I am going to accomplish everything God has for me to accomplish. I'll encourage these people in Ephesus and they will be the church that God has made them to be. Amen? That's what Ty does. So Ty gets back from Ephesus. He's back on the bench. Look at Colossians 4. Ty's on the bench. He's sitting there. He's looking for another way to get in the game. When you're on the bench... Anybody like sitting on the bench? That's the only thing I ever quit was freshman basketball because they wanted me to set the bench. All because I was about this size. (laughs) Not a good basketball size, okay? So Ty's back on the bench. And he's sitting there and, and, and he's ready to go. He's got the game uniforms on. I'm ready to play. Put me in coach. Right? You guys have heard the song. I'm ready to play. Okay. Put me in, Coach. Coach Paul looks over. Ty, need some help in Coloss. Isn't that it? Coloss, Church of Coloss. Huh? Ty says, yes, sir. What do you need down there? He says, Ty will tell you. Verse 7. Colossians 4, 7. Ty, I want you to go there, and I want you to tell them all the news about me. You reckon he's going there to tell them? Well, guys... You won't believe what's happened with Paul. He got beat, uh, got stoned. People were being mean to him. No, 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 and no. That was not Ty's job. Ty's job was to... Paul is preaching the gospel. People are getting saved, getting healed. It is amazing to watch every time he preaches the Word. One guy got healed. He just looked at him and said, He's got the faith to be healed. Stand up and walk. You guys should have been there. Ty, I want you to go there and tell them the news about me. You're a dear brother and a faithful minister and a fellow servant in the Lord. And Ty's saying, No, I'm just an encourager. No. That's not what Ty's saying. Ty's saying absolutely. Why? Because Paul, Paul was a faithful minister and a fellow servant and a dear brother. Right? Just like Ty. Just like Ty. It takes every part. Every part. Don't look for the part you're not. Look for the part you are. Amen? Look for the part you are and be happy with that part. Do it the way Ty did it. Amen? Because Ty said, he said, I'm sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstance and that you, that he may encourage your hearts. What did Ty do? He said, nah, I'm busy and you asked me a little late. You know what? It is Friday and the weekend's coming. You know, maybe next week I can go down that way. But this week, you just I just got back from Ephesus too, by the way, Paul. I, maybe you forgot. No. It was who he was. It was who God made him to be. And God said, you're an encouragement. 
And everywhere I send you, you will encourage the brethren and you will build up their faith and you will help them to come back up to where I've put them and to be who I've made them to be so that no part in the body is lacking. Amen? Got anybody who wants to be an encourager in here? Glory to God. I want to be an encourager. We got any more encouragers in the Bible? Look at 1 Thessalonians. Verse 1. So when we could stand it no longer. In other words, Paul's saying, these people need some encouragement. I can't do it this way anymore. We thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy. What's Timothy? Our brother, God's fellow worker in spreading the gospel of Christ. What are you sending for? To strengthen and encourage you in the faith. Amen. Verse 3. I think I have verse 3. If I have another page. So that no one would be unsettled by these trials that you know quite well you were destined for them. What's he saying? saying, hey, these people down here are having some troubles. Timothy, I need you to go down there and I need you to talk faith. They're in trouble. They're unsettled. They got some tough. The doctor just told them they had cancer and it's as bad as it gets. They only got a few days to live. The doctor just told them that, 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 that well, there is no cure for what they have. The, the bill collector just showed up. The house is going. The, the the kids aren't coming home. I don't care. It's it, whatever they know, they need encouragement. Amen? And, and Paul said, Timothy, you go and strengthen and encourage them in the faith. What's he saying? You go, and I'm not telling you to be their faith. I'm telling you to encourage the faith that they have. They already have faith. They're just getting tired. Anybody ever seen somebody tired? Everybody, any, anybody ever been tired? Yeah. Was it nice to see Timothy when you were tired? Yeah. You needed somebody to come and say, "Hey, hey, what's going on?" And you say, and you look at him and say, "It's bad. It's bad. It's it's the worst it's ever been." And Timothy Timothy looks at you and said, "God's bigger." And they say, oh, but you don't know what they just said. And he said, he's more than enough. Yeah, but this has come against us and this has come against us. And he said, no weapon formed against you. And every time they came up with something, Timothy said, "Uh uh-uh. There's no quitting. There's no losing. There's there's nothing about that. There's no failing. This is a zero-fail mission and you're getting ready to win. And he encouraged the faith that they had. And he strengthened them and he encouraged them. And what could Timothy have said? He said, hey, I'm a preacher of the gospel. You want me to go down there and just be an encourager? What do you want me to sit? I suppose you just want me to sit in the hospital room too, huh? Huh? You want me to go without food and sleep on the street? Paul, what's wrong with you? I'm this and you want me to be this. Paul said, you're a brother in Christ and a fellow servant. And Timothy didn't argue. Timothy said, yeah, you're right, Paul. I'm off this bench. You know what? I know I normally hit in the fourth spot, but ninth today. 
Ninth, ninth spot for me. It may be the lowest spot you can hit from, but I'm still hitting. Amen? You guys like my baseball analogy? Come on. Stay with me. Stay with me. Timothy says, put me in coach. I don't care where I play as long as I make a difference. I will be valuable to this team. Amen? And coach put him in, and he went down there, and he encouraged their faith. Amen? Built him up. Got him to the next place. Glory to God. Is that an okay thing to do? I'd be okay with that. Amen? You know, I can tell you this. Most of the places people think they want, they wouldn't like them when they got them. <laughs> I can tell you that most expressly. Most of the places people think they want, they would not like them when they got them. It takes the grace of God to be in every position you are in ministry, whether it's whether it is waving somebody in in the parking lot or serving them a meal in the hospitality room or ushering on these aisles or shaking their hand out there or emptying the trash after service. It takes the grace of God to do it, and it's an encouragement to the people who see it. Amen? You know how much it encourages me when I see someone else besides me mow the lawn? Amen? I'm encouraged when other people take out the trash. I'm encouraged when I hear that this person called this person and they were struggling and they helped them. They didn't say, oh, call the church. They'll do it. No, but you got it in you. It's in you. It's in me. It's not time to call the church. It's time to call the Holy Ghost and say, what, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? Who am I going to? Tell me where to be. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Being a friend. Being a brother. What did Paul say? He said, he said, they're a fellow servant, fellow worker in Christ, and a brother. They're a friend. They're someone who don't quit you. Amen? What's it say about a friend? Proverbs Proverbs 17. Here's a friend. Proverbs 17, 17. Proverbs 17, 17. NIV again. A friend loves part of the time. When everything's going okay. When your life doesn't interfere with theirs. A friend loves always. A friend loves always. Friends, you may not see them when things are going good. Why? Things are going good. Why do you need to see them? Go have a cup of coffee. That's great, but you don't need to see them every day. Things are going good. Let things tilt just a little bit. Let things go sideways just a hair. And a friend will be right there. A friend will be on the phone saying, what's going on? How's it going? What, what can I do? What, 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 can, what, what do we need to agree on? What do we need to pray about? What, what's going on in your life? Hmm? <laughs> well, I thought you were on vacation. Sure, I'm on vacation, but I'm not on vacation for being a friend. Now, come on, tell me what's going on. Huh? <laughs> you all turn your phones off on vacation? 
I don't even know if my phone has an off button. Right? Don't get me wrong. Dave's flesh would love to turn it off sometimes. Dave's heart wouldn't. It, he wouldn't. And, I'm, and I know that I wouldn't say that all the time. I know that my flesh might overcome me sometime and say, can't you leave me alone just for another hour? I just want to see the end of the ball game. <laughs> That's what Dave's flesh would say. Dave's got flesh, but you know what he does? He gets up, and it amazes me every time he does it. <laughs> it does. He gets up, he gets dressed, he puts a jacket on on a Saturday. And he goes. And I look back and it's all it's like I'm outside my body saying, that ain't you. You ain't never been that way in all your life. It's the love of God. Only the love of God will do that, not Dave. Dave's a jerk. Hey, I've lived with him for almost 48 years now. I can tell you. Dave's flesh likes what Dave's flesh likes. But the heart of God in Dave loves to love people. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so everything that he's fought against but then did, he's glad he did. Amen. Everything that he's missed it on, he, he, he's repented for. There's plenty of those too. He is Dave. I know him. Amen? And he don't always give the right answer. Give him a chance to come back. You got a friend like that? They may not give you the first right answer. Answer the phone when they call back. Amen? Because the love of God's in them. And they got something to say to you. And they're there to encourage you. God connected you guys for a purpose to encourage one another, to build one another up, to get you to the next place. A friend loves at all times. Husbands, wives, your best friend is sitting beside you. People say, me and Kim were talking about this the other day in the truck driving along. And we were talking, I forget what we were talking about, but talking about some marriages that have trouble and things like that. Not, not in our church because we don't have those. I <laughs> mean, don't listen. <laughs> No, we weren't talking about that at all. Let me go back over here. (laughs) But no, we weren't talking about our marriage at all, but we were just talking about it in general. And we were talking about people being willing to give up so quickly. And I said, if they'd realize it's their friend, and I said, no, I said, I'm wrong, because they need to be their friend. Because if they were their friend, they'd stick beside them no matter how bad they screwed up. Messed up, excuse me. Does that make sense to you guys? When you've messed up bad, that's when you need your best friend the most. Amen? And that's when love has to take over because uh, your best friend has just messed up bad and you don't want to be around them, but you love them. And ain't nobody else loving them. Guess what? Proverbs 17, 17 is still the same. Even at that moment, a friend loves at all times. A friend doesn't quit on you. A friend doesn't say, you know what? I've told you a thousand times you shouldn't do that, and now you did it for the thousand and first time. I quit. No, that's not a friend. 
then you were not a friend. Right? A friend stays when nobody else wants to smell you. You have been in the trash, in the garbage, stinking, drinking, everything else, and that nobody else is coming near you. But your friend not only is going to come near you, they're going to hug you. They're going to love you. They're going to tell you it's going to be okay. And you're looking at them like they are completely nuts because you don't see any way it can be okay, but they're a friend. And they're going to say, yes, it will. It will be okay. We ain't quitting. I ain't quitting on you, and I ain't letting you quit. Glory to God. That is a friend. Amen? How many people want to be a friend? You know, I've been one of those other kind of friends. One of those other kind, when the phone rang at 3 in the morning, you looked and you saw it was, and ignore. (laughs) Nobody calls you at 3 in the morning unless they got a problem, guys. If they don't, you do need to get mad at them. You need to say, I thought you were my friend. (laughs) And even if it doesn't seem important to you, it's important to them. Friends love at all times. They don't even care what you did to them. Why? It says a friend loves, right? What's 1 Corinthians say about love? 13. Never fails. fails, And it keeps zero record of wrongs done to it. Zero. Amen? Amen? Friends don't keep records of wrongs done to them. Friends stay friends. Amen. Amen. And they stay there for you and with you. Amen. Glory to God. Lord's helping us, guys. We want to be these people that encourage. We want to be these people that build up. Amen. We want to be the person that stands in the parking lot and waves. And you know what? You changed somebody's countenance before they even got into the church. People say, oh, but I was just in the parking lot. Get in the parking lot. Glory to God. It's a great place to be. Amen. I've watched them. They're happy people. People say, I just don't know if that's my ministry. Go try it. Is your ministry to love people? Start there. Get on the clean team. You want to see people get encouraged? Get on the clean team. I've watched them. They sit out there and they talk. Amen? People say, well, they're not cleaning, they're talking. They're fellowshipping. They're, they're, they're bonding. They're getting a, they're getting a relationship. Yes. They're becoming a team. They're making a difference. Any one person in here got time to clean this whole church? I thank God for the clean team. Huh? Kim was complaining she didn't have time to clean her house, let alone clean the church and the house. Amen? Hey, these teams, they're encouragement. If you're not on one, get on one. Start wherever you can. And people people say, well, if I could just be on the prison team, that's my ministry, the prison team. Your ministry is in the parking lot. Your ministry is people. Your ministry is where we got an opening. Right? You know where people that apply for the president's job are? 
in the unemployed line. Because you ain't going to be the president. you got to start somewhere else. But you got to start somewhere. Amen? And if you've quit, get back to it. Amen? Say, well, God just wanted me to come sit and listen to the Word. You know, He really doesn't want me doing anything, right? No, 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 no. No, God did not tell somebody to quit serving. And I'm not saying serve in the church. Serve somewhere. Do something. Because if you're not loving people, you're hurting yourself. You're not hurting people. You're hurting yourself. God will find somebody who will love them. But He designed you to do it. Amen? Get out there. Love people. Love them on the parking lot. Love them in the... Greet them. Love them. Just love them somewhere. Love them while you're throwing their trash away. Amen? You guys still with me? Still a good message. Huh? I'm getting encouraged. Amen? Glory to God. We are the light of the world. Amen? Everywhere we go, it should brighten. Amen? (laughs) That should encourage anyone. If you go into a hopeless situation, light comes in. Not just light so they can see the problem. Light so they can see the answer. Light was not intended to shine lights on all our troubles. It was intended to guide us out of them. Amen? I don't go get my flashlight out and put it on my head and say, Kim, can you tell me all the things that are wrong with me? Can can you see a bunch of flaws right now? I I, I need to know my flaws, and I've got to shine a light on those. You know what? I don't need a light on them. I can tell you every flaw I have. And it would take most of... It would take a long time. We don't even want to start. But I've been made worthy by the blood of the Lamb, and I've been made a light, and now I can take that light, and I can go places, and I can lead people, and I can guide people, and I can get things accomplished. I can, I can go into a hopeless situation, and I can bring hope. Amen? Amen? Look at 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 4. Now, verse 5. Verse 5, you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. He's saying, you're light. He said, everything you do should, should bring light. It should bring hope. It should bring peace. When you walk into a situation, I don't care how much confusion or turmoil is there, you change it. Why? Because you're light. You're, you're, you're up. You're, you're already pumped up, right? And you go in and you say, I'm going to pump you up. Amen? Amen? And we begin to encourage them. And, and we bring light to a situation that seems hopeless. We, right? That's what he's saying. Look on down in verse 11. What's he saying in this, in this chapter? Verse 11, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Amen. What's he saying? This is who your children of light. Your job is to encourage. Your job is to build up just like you're doing. That's what you're built to do. Right? Yes, amen. We're built to help each other. 
right? We are. We're built just like your body's built to help its every other part. We're built the very same way. Somebody's a knee. Somebody's an elbow. Somebody's an ear. I don't know what part you are. But you are a part. And every part is important. Every part works together to get the other part doing its best work. Amen? I remember years ago, I was lifting weights. And I'd lifted a couple days before. And I got on the bench and I went like this. And one arm went up and the other one stayed down. And, and it's like I couldn't lift. And it was a weight I could lift. I didn't put too much on the bar. I was warming up. And I'm like, what's wrong? Something's wrong with me. I told kids, that's weird. And I got a friend that's a bodybuilder. And he said, there's a little muscle right in the back of your shoulder. And he said, if it's pulled, you, you have no strength in your chest. This little muscle causes one of the largest muscles in your upper body to work. This little encourager. Huh? And he quit encouraging for a little time and the chest said, huh? Forget it. Right? It healed up and began encouraging me again and I could lift. Right? That's who we are. Every part working together, doing the things that God's designed us to do, being the person that God's designed us to be. It's not an age thing. It's not a, it's not a sex thing. It's, it is a body of Christ thing. And everybody has a part. Every person can do it. Amen? And we start and, and we encourage one another and we build one another up and we say, be who God's made you to be. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 3. Verse 13. Says, but in the NIV again. Says, but encourage one another as you got the time. Every other month. Once a week on Sundays. Daily. Encourage one another. How much? Daily. Now, how are you going to do that? You know too many people. You spend your whole day calling them up and saying, hey, you're the greatest. I really like you. Man, have you seen yourself today? Good looking. Whew, man. I know you got a big blessing coming in the mail today. You check the mailbox. Things are going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good for you. Yes, yes, good things are happening to you. i got to call my other buddy. I'll see you. Bye. And you're going to do that 150 times. No. What's he saying? Be an encouragement. Everywhere you go, when people watch you say, man, look at him. He just loves God. Why is he smiling? Is he too stupid to know things aren't good? What is wrong with him? But I want to be like him. Be an encouragement. Encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. It's always going to be called today, today. Yesterday won't be today. Tomorrow won't be today. It's today now. That's when we're supposed to encourage one another. You be an encouragement. You let the love of God shine in you and through you so that everywhere you go, you are that light. That don't mean you're talking. Talking's going to ruin it. Trust me. I've talked way too much. 
Man, you go in there and you start giving them scriptures and you got to, and they're sitting there saying, huh? Hey, I'm hurting. Can you leave me alone? Are you going to do anything to help me now? Because you ain't helping me right now. Right? I remember when I first started going, doing hospital visits for the church here, you know, because when we first started, there wasn't anybody else doing some of this stuff. Now I got lots of people doing it. Teams. Teams. Guess what happens when somebody on the clean team goes in the hospital? The clean team goes and take care of them. Why? They love them. Parking lot, same way. Usher, same way. Why? Because that's what the body is designed to do. The foot can't do everything. Right? But I remember when I started going. And, and man, I was gung-ho. Oh, yeah, I got my healing scriptures, got my healing book. I even got some healing CDs I can give them, brother. Brother Moore says, it's not what you know, it's what they can receive. Man, burst my bubble. Man, I'm loaded for bear heading to the hospital. We're going to get them healed out of there. No, you're not. You're going to scare them and make them uncomfortable and make it awkward because it ain't what I know. I ain't the one hurting. Right? You see people all the time say, if I was in that position, I'd do this. Well, you don't know because you ain't in that position. You ain't hurting like they're hurting and you ain't got what they got. Right? It's time to love them. It's time to find out where they are. Where can we start? What do we have to work with? I want to encourage your faith. I don't want to try and push my faith on you. Right? It's time to encourage their faith. And that's what we're built to do. Amen? We have it in us. He didn't put all these Scriptures in us so that we could just randomly pick the ones that fit the situation. You pick the ones that come up on your heart that the Holy Ghost puts in you so that you may speak it to them and it makes a difference. The Word of God has power when it's spoken as the Word of God. Notice it didn't have any authority when the devil spoke it. Right? Glory to God. He's helping us. Amen? We're encouragers. Got any encouragers in here? What does an encourager do? It encourages people all the time. Right? Not, not on the phone. We already discussed that. Not, don't go over to their house. That's not going to encourage them. Right? Unless God says to. God may tell you to go to their house. Amen? I had a lady come to my sister not long ago. And she said, you know, this is going to sound really weird. But I really miss your mom, and I've only met her one time. And, or twice, actually. She'd met her twice. And she said, I went to their Bible, her Bible study one night, and she was the weirdest lady I'd ever met. And she said, I went home, and I said, I'll never go back to that Bible study again. And she showed up at my house the next day and gave me some. I forget what she gave her. And it was something I'd been praying to God for. And it changed her life, and she never met her again. She listened. And you know what? My mom told me about that one time. She said, I don't want to go to these places. God told me to go to these places. It's awkward. It's weird to go to people's doors and knock on them sometimes. But if God tells you to do it, do it. Amen? Amen? But make sure God told you to do it because if you don't, you're just going to freak them out. (laughs) Amen? Ain't no reason to be spooky pooky. Yeah. You don't need that. You'll freak them out. Amen? He's given us 
a ministry of encouragement. He's put His Word inside us. Look at uh, Isaiah 50, verse 4. Thank you, Lord. Isn't He good to us? He's given us a family here. Amen? And, and even if you're not a member here, you're still part of our family. Why? Because you're our brother or sister. You, 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 you're a fellow servant and a faithful worker in the Lord. You're a brother in Christ. Amen? And He's given us a huge family and, and a huge body to work together to accomplish His will in the earth. And, and if we'll just be satisfied with who we are and quit trying to be who we ain't, we can accomplish so much. Amen? Glory to God. Isaiah 50, verse 4. Um, yeah. <clears throat> now, give me the King James in this one. Yeah, look at that. Me and King James. Tight. Two peas in a pod. The Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word whenever I want. See, that's the key. we got too many people out there, they're saying, oh, i got a word for them. You ain't got a word for them until God tells you you got a word. It's a season. Amen. Amen? It says, I've got the tongue of the learned. That's not just knowing what to say. It's knowing how to say it, when to say it, and what to say. Amen? Because it doesn't matter what you know. It's what they can receive. doesn't matter. Man, I mean, <laughs> how many when you were young in Christ, man, you could tell everything you knew in about 30 minutes and you did it every time you saw somebody. <laughs> and they walked away saying, God, please don't let them meet me again. <laughs> we want the tongue of the learned. We want the tongue where God controls us. And He says, speak this, say just this. Tell them that I love them. Don't tell them anything else. Don't expound on that. Don't preach them a sermon. Don't tell them 16 scriptures. Tell them that I love them. That is a word in season to him that is weary. Right? If that's what God has to tell them, that's the only word they need. Amen? I have the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. What do weary people need? encouragement. So now I'm right back with Ty and I'm on the bench and God says, hey, got some tired people over there. Get up off the bench. It's your time to bat. Come on, get over there. I need you to encourage them. I give you a word. Tell them, you, tell them I love them. Tell them I'm coming back for them. Tell them I'm more than enough. I can meet their needs. Tell them that I healed their body already. Tell them that Jesus has redeemed them from the curse. That they no longer have to live in poverty. That they no longer have to live in lack. That they no longer have to be beaten down and pushed down. They are the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath. Tell them. But only tell them what I tell you to tell them. And encourage them. And build them up. And bring them back to a place where I can use them. Because every person in the body of Christ is usable. There's no throwaways. I don't care if you've been here and you went back down here. Get back up. Get on your feet. 
grab the Father's hand. He'll lead you. He'll take you right back to where you were. He'll get you right back in the game. He'll have you doing the things you're supposed to do. He's a good Father God. A forgiving, loving, kind, gracious Father. Not mean, not legalistic, not not holding a grudge against you. He loves you and He's for you. He is pro-Dave. Amen? He is not looking to beat me down. He's looking to build me up. And He's put people in my path all day long that can build me up, that can encourage me, that can help me to do the things that He's called me to do. And if I ignore those things, or if those people ignore me, then I'm going to need help somewhere else. We serve a good God. A God that loves us. And a God that's taken us places to do His jobs. Right? We can be in the game. We can speak a word in season to Him that is weary. He wakes me in the morning. He wakes mine ear. Mine ear to hear as the learned. Now if you hear as the learned, you reckon you could speak as the learned? Sure you could. God's equipping us daily. Daily. To be this person. That's why we can encourage one another when? Daily. Right? Because we're equipped to speak a word in season. Why? Because we love one another. Not because you want people to know what you know. You want people to know that they're loved. Amen? People need to know that they're loved. Right? Anybody in here not know that they're loved? Good news. You're loved. The Father God loves you. I love you. All these people in this room love you. There you go. Feel loved. Grab yourself and give yourself a hug. God's good. And He's taking us good places. Encourage one another. If you look in the Old Testament, different verses, when people got, they said, don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid. The Lord's with you. Right? And they said, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. This battle's not yours, but the Lord's. That's an encourager. That's all he did was encourage. He didn't say, stand behind me, I got this. No, he's going to stand behind God with you. He's an encourager. He's not getting in the battle. The battle's the Lord's. He's encouraging you to trust what the Lord said. That's who we are. That's a word in season to him that's weary. Man, when you go to your brother and he says, man, I'm worn. I've been in the battle too long. And you grab their hand and you say, get out. Let the Lord have it. He's been trying to get it for the last ten years. Won't you get out? Come back here with me and let's watch him take over. Let's see if God can do something for a while. Amen? Amen. That's an encouragement. Why? Hey, how many of you guys have been fighting something for 10 or 12 years and all of a sudden you look and you say, wait a second, why didn't I give that to God? That was so easy. Because it is easy. Right? I don't want control. I want Him having it. I had control. I swerved all over the road wasn't pretty. Amen? We're children of the light. We're designed to go and to be the things that God's created us to be. We're designed to be an encouragement, a a builder-upper. There's your word. 
Amen? We're everywhere we go. We should create an atmosphere where people can grow. Amen? Not shrink. We don't walk in and say, what did you just say happened? Man, whoo! Man, get me some Kleenex with you because I don't know that God can handle it. No, we're encouragers. We go ready and prepared to hear the worst and say the best. Amen? It doesn't matter what we hear because we only believe one thing and it's right here and we got it in here. And when we're, when that, when we, when we're throwing the curveball, we can hit it. When we're throwing the slider, we can knock it out of the place. It doesn't matter what the devil thinks he's got. He ain't got enough. And guess what? Better yet, if he goes three strikes, we get four. If he goes four, we get five. It's our bat. It's our ball. We'll play till we win. Amen? And we can have as many pinch hitters as we want. We can have as many people come in as we want. And it don't matter. We can change the rules if we want. Because the end of the game, we already know we win. Glory to God. And that's where we're going. We are a victory waiting to happen to someone. Glory to God. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited about the things of God. Whew, let's look at Hebrews 10, 23, and we'll close. 10, 23, yeah. Now, how about 24? Now, that's a good verse, too. We'll start in 23. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. Verse 24. Um, I need the NIV. I'm sorry. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us consider. What, what's an encourager supposed to be sitting around thinking about all day? Other people. Other people. Right? And that what it says? Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And how often are we supposed to be an encourager? Daily. So our daily job is to think about other people and figure out how we can encourage them, spur them on towards love and good deeds. Right? That's what we're to consider. Right? Somebody says, oh, brother, man, I ain't had a job and you don't know how long, and I got this going on, I got this bill due, I got this bill due, and, and, and you've already got a word. Why? Because you've been considering it. How can I, how can I spur that brother on? How can, how can I build him up? Well, what can I say, Lord? Well, you know, I'm going to come in contact with this. Or the Lord's already put it in you. And you've got just the right thing to say, just the right time. People say, well, yeah, you just gave him cash. No, you gave him what the Lord said give him. If the Lord said give him cash, give him cash. But if not, you're just buying his way to the next problem. Wow. You guys didn't like that, did you? Hey. You can buy people's way to the next problem all you want. I did it with credit cards for years. I bought myself into more problems than I could ever imagine getting out of. And we can do the same thing to other people. That's right. The Lord's a provider. He's our source and our provider. We want to get people. You want to encourage somebody? Get them to look to the Lord. Get them to quit looking at the people. Get them to quit looking at the church. Get them to quit looking at everything else and look to the Lord. Because that's their source. That's their provider. That's their healer. That's their redeemer. That's their shelter. That's their refuge. That's their salvation. Right? 
Let us consider. Think about it. Right? Get excited about it. Oh, man, how can I, how can I spur this person on? Man, what can I say that would encourage this person? What can I say that would help this person? What can I do for this person? Lord, what do you want me to do today? I'm ready to spur somebody on. Man, you got cowboy boots and spurs on the back by now. I'm ready to spur them on. You're considering it. It's on your mind. It's on your heart. And why is this good? Because you're not thinking about you. Love doesn't sit around and think about itself. Or it wouldn't be called love, it would be called selfishness. Which is what it's called. Love is love, selfishness is selfishness. If you're thinking about you and your problem and how you're going to get out of it all day long, hey, I'm talking about Dave. Dave did this for years. He went home and he thought about how he was going to make it. Could he get a paycheck this week? Was it going to, was it going to work out? I can't, I can't imagine how this could ever work out. Um, if I just did this and I'd figured in my head, if well, okay, I sell this and this and this. And, man, I wasn't considering other people. I was considering Dave. I had no time for other people because I was consumed with me. Right? You ever been consumed with you? It's yucky. That's the best word I can think of it too. Yicky, yucky. Right? I want to be consumed with others. Not with their problems, with their answers. Lord, I know what they're going through. Show me how to encourage them. Show me how to help them. How can I build them up? How can I get them to another place? What team could they be on? Because that's what he's going to say. He said, well, the best thing you could do is get them out of their head. Because they're, they're spending way too much time inside their own head. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Consider one another. Consider one another. Think about each other. Don't think about yourself. I don't care how big it is. It ain't going to get any smaller thinking about it. Ain't nobody ever paid a bill thinking about it. Right? Ooh, electric bill, electric bill, electric bill. Be paid. Nope, there it is right there. Call Uncle Martin if you want. His little antennas ain't going to work and Martians ain't coming. Amen? Think about someone else. Think about others. Love somebody. Love never fails. Let us consider one another. Spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Why are you trying to spur them on towards love and good deeds? Because you can't do love and good deeds and be selfish. It's not possible. How can I spur them on to get out of their self and get into someone else? Amen? If I could encourage anything tonight in me, in you, in us. Let's not get boxed in as a person, as a church, as a team. Don't let yourself get boxed in. This is about people. When you're here, it's about the people you're with. When you leave here, it's about those people. Jesus died for everyone. So there is never a time where you can't think about someone else and where good deeds and good works aren't available. There's never a time where there's not an opportunity to think about someone else. Amen? Amen. And we can do it.
Glory to God. And we can encourage them. We can bring them up to a higher level and cause them to be the part of the body that they haven't been being. Glory to God. If we ever get this thing always one, we're out of here. Glory to God. <clears throat> Let us not give up meeting together. In other words, you're going to have to see people. <laughs> yeah, what do other people say? Our oh, church would be okay if it weren't for all them people. <laughs> hey, it's about people. Don't give up getting out there with the people. Amen? Amen. It's about people. Amen. Glory to God. Get out with them. Get out with them. People say, i, I got to live in my own little world. I'm, I'm scared of what's going on in the world today. There's so many, so many bad things. you got the Holy Ghost. There ain't nothing bad can be happening to you as long as you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It don't matter where you're at. Amen? Amen? You can do it, and you can be wherever He's called you to be. <clears throat> we don't be afraid. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. He said it two times in that same chapter, actually, if you look on up. Encourage one another. Or same book, I'm sorry. And all the more as you see the day approaching. What's he saying? He's saying, God, don't, don't quit encouraging one another. Don't quit on each other. Don't stop looking at other people. Don't start looking to yourself. Start, keep it up. Encourage one another. Be who you're, who you're called to be. Encourage who you're in called to encourage. Have that word in you. Always be studied up. Be instant, in season and out. Always ready to give an answer to that hope that, for that hope that's within you. Amen. Always ready. It doesn't say always giving. Always ready. We want to be ready. We want to be an encourager. And we have the love of God. Can we do it? Absolutely. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Just praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Praise you. Praise you. You got a song? Oh, how.